Hey everybody, welcome back to Draco's Den. With a, I'm here with another quick um, episode here because we are doing another book review. And I like these because they're quick and I can do them whenever I feel like it. So, today, I have a book that I um, signed up to uh, get an ARC uh, copy available for, so an advanced reading copy. Um, and this book is called Everything Changes. It's by an author named Melanie Hansen. And a um, couple things as I go into this book. Um, it is a bit of a trope in that it has the straight best friend that falls for the gay best friend. Um, story, but there's a little bit more to it. So this story um, features two guys that are um, former Marines. And I didn't know that I would really get into this story because I'm not real big on realistic military stuff. Like fantasy military stuff is more my thing. This is real life, as in these guys are you know depicted as soldiers who fought over in Afghanistan. So a war that's during my lifetime that I've seen some of the after effects from. Of course, I'm not a military guy myself, but, you know, something that is, it, it can be a little bit more relatable to me because it's a war that I live through and, you know, as I said, I've seen some results from. So I guess that gives me a little bit of perspective, but I still wasn't sure how much I would be able to get into this book. And I have been pleasantly surprised. So, a couple things. Um... The two main characters are Carrie uh, Everett and Jace DeSantis. Um, uh, let's see, what is it? Jace is actually a... Um, he was a medic in a Marine unit versus Carrie being an actual... Um, you know, member of the main force or, you know, fighting was his thing. Whereas Jace was supposed to be the the guy that took care of the other guys and defended himself only if necessary, I guess. Um, so when the book starts, where uh, we see Carrie coming in to a club, a bar or something, um, for a concert. Jace is a singer. Um, now that they're out of the Marines. And... The key thing to know here is that Carrie um, is a lower leg amputee. He lost his leg while over in Afghanistan. And the other thing to know is that Jace was the medic in his unit. So Jace is a strong part of the reason that Carrie actually survived having his leg blown off. Um, at this point, you know, they're, you know, I guess, three or four years removed from the incident and the subsequent discharge, as he's now only on one leg. Um, and not really entirely clear why Jace was discharged, but either way, they're pretty much removed from the whole active duty thing. Um, Everett is... Uh, you know, he works at a facility counseling other war veterans. He lives in Colorado. Uh, Jace lives in California. There's clearly been a period of time where they weren't speaking to each other or weren't, you know, seeing each other on a regular. And the story is interesting. Like, you know, it doesn't immediately give off the feeling of 
Carrie's going, Carrie being the straight one, is going to fall for Jace, who technically is also bisexual. Not necessarily gay, but whatever. Um, but they have, they have a bond, and as the story goes on, we find out a little bit more. So we find out that they were friends, um, you know, they became friends in the unit, they eventually became roommates, you know, of course, Carrie's very aware of Jace's sexuality and is okay with that and never pictured himself having feelings for him because he's always been hetero. Um, but we get to discover some things like, you know, Carrie not paying enough attention to uh, Jace or asking him questions. Carrie also has an interesting background in that, you know, he was in the foster care system until he aged out and chose to join the Marines. Um, Jace is the opposite in that he is from a big family, so he has multiple siblings. Uh, you know, Carrie lost his mother when he was 12 and doesn't even know his father, and if he has any siblings, he wouldn't really know. Um... But both have a strong sense of uh, honor and loyalty, I guess. What sucks me into the story is, of course, they have a lot. They don't have necessarily have a lot in common, but you can see how they work. You know, Carrie, being the one who lost his leg, you know, became fairly self-absorbed. You know, with trying to readjust his life, you know, to deal with the fact that he is operating on one leg, even if he can walk with a prosthetic, you know, through flashbacks, we get to see, you know, the, the tough times of him coping with no longer having a leg, um, and, you know, having to start off in the wheelchair, then the crutches, then get the prosthetic and learn how to walk in it, which is, for me, something kind of key, because I, you know, I didn't really think about it, you know, if you're, never been through it and don't know anyone who's been through it, you might just assume that once, you know, the leg is healed, they just put the prosthetic on and they start walking like normal and that's not how it, quite how it goes. We get to see Carrie dealing with the phantom pains and, and the phantom, you know, cramps and things like that in a leg that's no longer there. And interestingly enough, there was mention of something that I guess I wouldn't have ever thought might actually help them deal with those pains, but... Apparently, the idea of looking in a mirror so that his brain can connect with the idea there's no leg there to stop hurting or just putting on the prosthetic legs so that it has something physically there to, I guess, trick the brain into no longer feeling so much pain or having the phantom pains. That was an interesting little bit of information for me that, I mean, again, I've never been to this, so I would have never known. The thing with Jace, his thing, his issues are more mental. And neither of the two of them fully understands what the other one has gone through in certain circumstances. You know, Jace can't understand all of Carrie's older life and why he has such trust issues. And Carrie can't understand why Jace is, seems so nonchalant even when he knows something is wrong with him and won't talk. And as the story goes on, you know, we get to see a little bit of their bond. So they have this kind of joking demeanor that they've always had, which is cool. But they've also had an awkward moment. And apparently the awkward moment came in after Carrie lost his leg. And Jace actually gets assigned to take care of Carrie back home 
as he's going through, you know, all the surgeries and procedures and therapy to learn how to maneuver again and ultimately get on the prosthetic. And Jace sees Carrie at his lowest moment when he just feels, you know, that weight of depression because he doesn't have his leg anymore. He's not at the point where he can fully support himself, you know. The physical therapy was taxing and he just has a bit of a blow up moment, a bit of a depressive moment. And Jace is there and unfortunately takes the brunt of his punishment. But Jace is also already in love with Carrie. So when during the course of this event, I guess uh, Carrie rises to the occasion Jace elects to kind of help him out with it. It makes things awkward, so they actually don't really talk to each other very much for a, a extended period of time. Because there's a sexual interaction that comes from, as far as Carrie can tell, the fact that he didn't know that he could get an erection again. He didn't think he would be able to, and he could. And Jace was there, and at the time, he, you know, Carrie tries to shrug it off as just, you know, a hand is a hand. And then he starts to realize over time that it's something a little bit more. And as they come back into each other's life this time, you know, Carrie's trying to deal with... Well, no, Carrie's at a better place where he's dealt with, you know, the self-pity and all that and has pulled himself out of it and has found a purpose in his life, which is great. But he's also still been really self-centered in that he's been so focused on himself and you know, improving himself, which he should have been, that he also kind of forgot to check in on Jace and see how Jace is really doing and doesn't know the things that Jace might have suffered after um, he was no longer in the service or, you know, when they weren't in the same unit together. Um, Jace, interestingly enough, his issue is his own guilt, his own morality, being a you know from a large family and having a lot of nieces and nephews his problem is that when his unit got caught in an ambush he wound up killing a child and not just any child a child that he had previously somewhat befriended in the course of the firefight you know when the child picked up a gun and was coming at his unit seemingly with murderous intent apparently jace had no other option I have to say that there were several moments throughout this book where I'm reading stories of not just these two characters, um, but other characters in there and the things that they went through in war and the things they went through in life. Carrie's story was particularly moving to me, just being bounced from foster home to foster home and not having that uh, connection that he craved so much and not being able to trust people, which resonates with me because I raised foster children. Um, and, you know, Jace's story, you know, telling how he befriended the little boy who didn't speak a whole lot of English, but they had moments, you know, and they, over time, they were as friendly as they could get, considering they didn't exactly speak the, the common, la uh, common language with each other. But there were a couple of different moments here where, and then there's, there's a breakup scene. There is a scene because Carrie... When he's trying, you know, he realizes that he has not been doing his job as a friend and, you know, things are getting a little bit more serious and he's wanting Jace to be able to trust him with 
whatever's going on. Not necessarily the details, but he wants him to trust him with the feelings that he's going through and letting him know that there's something actually wrong and not just telling him it's fine and then pushing him away. There's a breakup. And the breakup is so painful because it's like you... I kind of relate a little bit more to Carrie in this one in that I saw what he wanted and what he wanted was for Jace not to just be the the flashy, overconfident person that everyone else sees. He wants him to be able to be vulnerable with him. And considering that they also live in two vastly different areas and um, Carrie realizes that in order for them to work, Carrie would be the one to have to give up where he is to move to where Jace is he wants Jace to meet him halfway. And their story is just emotional all the way through. Like, it's cute, but not nauseatingly cute. It is... They have backstories that are relatable and drive home emotion. And I absolutely love that about this whole story like the fact that I was able to tear up in a couple of different places while lists you know reading to these the background or reading the story reading the breakup between them and and you know that one got me a little misty-eyed but it was reading Jace's story which he does not tell to Carrie he actually tells while they're on uh, Jace goes on a retreat with the facility that Carrie works for but Carrie's not on this particular trip and specifically, they, they do certain trips that are geared towards whatever the role were that the veterans played when they were enlisted. So since uh, Jace was a medic, he went on a trip with other medics so that they could relate and feel a little bit more comfortable relaying their stories. And everyone in the group had this. And there was a another character in the story that his story really got me because he's the one that was leading the tour. And I guess he was... Um, an older guy whose son enlisted in, you know, the military and in the Marines and was killed by a sniper. And ultimately, this man ends up marrying the man that come that was friends with his son that comes to bring him some of his son's things. And reading about how as after they got married and they have a daughter, um, and this character um, has a hard time attaching to the daughter because he feels like he's betraying the son that he lost. Um, was a little rough. And then hearing how Carrie's first Christmas after the surgeries, after he's lost his leg, you know, when he would have been by himself, he spends with this couple and he feels like an intruder and he doesn't feel comfortable asking for things he didn't feel comfortable asking for help when he dropped his towel into a tub he didn't uh, he felt like he was intruding or that his presence there was would be seen as his attempt to in some way make up for the son that the older man lost and that bit of vulnerability from him from that being used to being cast off and having to do for himself and not being able to really attach to any one person is fairly emotional. So this book was a pleasant surprise for me to read and to legitimately enjoy and not want to put down. And I actually would love um, to read more in this because I believe this is the first in a series and I want to know more. I actually am curious once we reach the end and... 
Carrie and Jay seem to have gotten out of each other's way. They're not in the happily ever after stage, but there has to be more to their story, and I kind of would like to do it. There's hints with both of them that maybe they would both like to venture into fatherhood. I would like to see how that works out for them. So, all in all, this was a really good story for me. Surprising, and I'm definitely, you know, if this author does more in this series, I'm going to have to find it and read more because this was a really touching story. Um, that being said, I believe that this book actually, since I got it as an advanced reader copy, it um, drops on... I believe it will actually... Oh. Let's see. It releases this month. I believe it was on the 18th, but um, it'll be available um, on Amazon or wherever other ebooks are sold. So look for this. It's Everything Changes by Melanie Hansen. The series apparently is called uh, Resilient Love. I'm going to be looking more into it. I'm going to have to follow this author on Goodreads and on Amazon so that when it drops, I will get a notification because I want to read more. Um, yeah. But that's my review on this one. So let's just go ahead and wrap this up. Um, I've got a couple of more reviews coming probably this week as I've got two more books that I received advanced reader copies of and will definitely be reviewing on here because this is where I can be as long-winded as I like, whereas, whereas on my blog I kind of do a shorter review so I don't spoil everything. So if you're listening to the podcast, obviously you should know. You're probably going to hear some spoilers for the book. But it's a full-fledged review. Um, anyway, to wrap this all up, um, any feedback, any questions, um, any suggestions, you can always send to me on my website, dracosden.com, um, or on social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at dracosden. All spelled the same way as the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and check out here and be on the lookout for my next couple of reviews.